0: everybody welcome to this week's learning the tropes i'm erin and i'm clayton and i'm your romance novel veteran
1: and i'm the virgin
0: and we're your hosts
1: hey erin um
0: hi this is our second episode where we're not looking at each other
1: i know well the sound should be better because i've made some adjustments yeah so i think it should be good
0: you suggested the book this week this was a recommendation from inside the house which thank you so much for suggesting this book
1: (laughs) it's coming from inside the house
0: it is you were like listen these are tough times and i'm going to need a new new species and that's what we're doing and i was like fine and then when i started reading it i don't know why this series makes me like giddy like yes i love it so much they're so ridiculous i have the most fun while reading these books i just love them and um, it's we read Valiant, which is the number uh, three in the New Species series by Lauren Donner. I feel like a lot of uh, people have been reading Ice Planet Barbarians. That seems to be like the hip thing to read. Uh huh. For like goofiness on this level, but I'm like, people are really snoozing on New Species because this the this series is perfect. The books are the perfect length. They are over the top, but still so engaging. I, yeah, thank you for having me read this. I read this and I was like, this is like a bomb to my soul. <laughs> I needed this so bad.
1: Yes, I um, I forgot. I mean, I forgot how much I loved these books. And it feels like a while since we read the other one, like the last one.
0: Yeah, they, it, it all was coming back to me because... The, I almost said the king in the last book. The hero in the last book was Slade. And when Slade and Dr. Norbit showed up, I was like, fuck, yeah, here we are. <laughs> let's do this.
1: Well, well, we'll get it. I mean, this book, it goes right into it.
0: All right, Clayton, let's judge this cover. So we have two covers. We have the original and then we have the re-release.
1: I love the re-release. Mm-hmm. I love these re-release covers because they're all they're all the same kind of look. And I could see them next to each other on a bookshelf. The re-release cover looks like somebody drilled a peephole into the American Gladiators shower because <laughs> it's just the back of a guy with very, very long hair, and he is just so yoked. And I loved this cover.
0: Wait, so the guy with his back to us, that is the re-release. And the original is the man who's wearing a vest and we only see his chest. I
1: don't like the original. you got to get the re-release. If you're going to get a cover for oh, the yeah. series, you got to go with the re-releases. They did such a great job. Mm-hmm. And they never show the faces on either of the versions of the covers, but they don't show the... The faces on the re-release and they look like they're illustrations but really well done
0: yeah and you see the back of his head you see his like hair which is like the reddish blonde that it's described in the book yeah i the re-release those covers are amazing they tell you what you want to know he's impossibly buff mm-hmm. yeah i love it well yeah the re-release is fantastic
1: well in the in the In the book, he's six foot six and he's got golden hair and he's a he's a lion man. But he I think of all of the new species that we've seen so far, he's probably the sexiest to me. Yes, because also see, since I'm a Leo lions I mean, of course, I'm going to be attracted to a lion man.
0: <laughs> right. We are, lions are in our blood. We are both lions ourselves. So, yeah, that it was a lion man was very sexy. And also, do you remember the Beauty and the Beast from the early 90s with Linda Hamilton, the TV show? Of course, I do. <laughs> I was basically just picturing Beast because they do talk about with valiant too that he is the most like looks more animal like than the other
1: mm-hmm.
0: new species i guess there's like varying degrees um and so that's just pretty much what i was picturing and i was like yeah i'm into it this seems great yes
1: yeah, some of the new species their animal natures are more prominent mm-hmm. and it seems like valiant of the people that we've met so far of the new species is the the one with the most animal in the forefront to the point where even other new species are scared of him. Yeah. Because when he takes possession of Tammy and he takes possession of Tammy, it happens so quickly and fiercely. And a lot of the other new species are just trying to talk to him, but they don't want to have an altercation with him.
0: Clayton, so what was this about?
1: So this book was about Valiant, who was our hero. He is a lion man, as we mentioned earlier. And he his love and his mate is Tammy Shasta, who is a
0: Cater Waiter.
1: Yeah, yeah. Who she shows up at the wrong Aryan homeland, runs into Valiant, and this is within two, three pages. He senses that she's ovulating. He grabs her, takes her, has sex with her, says, you're mine. She hits him on the head with a lamp, runs away, gets kidnapped by anti-new species people, then gets saved, has a bunch of sex with Valiant, then she gets kidnapped again, taken to a, a facility that they thought all of the new species where they were had been captured and kept, they thought all those facilities had been found and all of the new species rescued, and that's not the case because she gets thrown into a cage with 927 because they number the new species, and they're trying to breed the new species with regular women so that they can create more new species because they couldn't figure out After everything got, after Murk got shut down, they couldn't figure out the original formula. So now they're trying to breed them. And 927 ends up to be being like a really cool dude. And Valiant comes in and saves them. And then they get married. That's the book.
0: I, it makes me laugh because also I was like, oh, this book was pretty, like, wasn't super plot heavy. And then I'm like, oh, no, she gets straight up, like, kidnapped and stolen twice. Yes. <laughs> like, this book is fantastic. It is... Um, The sex starts immediately. And I love it. I think uh, it also, like tra- like, they decide to get married within, like, a week of knowing each other. He's very possessive of her from the beginning. And I think it would be easy to just be like, this is ridiculous. or getting married so fast. But for some reason, based on who they were as people, I was like, yeah, I get these two people it would just be like, yeah, let's get married immediately. Cause you know, Valiant obviously like grew up being horrifically abused and not really fitting in anywhere. And he still doesn't like a hundred percent seem to fit in with new species either. He's a little bit, even on the fringes of the people that he is closest to. Um, so I think when he finds someone that he really cares about and cares about him, I get that you would then just grab onto that with both hands. And then for Tammy, she seems to have no family at all. So I get why she also would be like, oh, I just want someone to like love and take care of and to be somewhere where I feel useful. And she can have that at the reservation. So I, it may se- I'm like, yeah, these two would immediately want to get married. This all makes sense. This moved incredibly fast and I was holding on with both hands the entire time. I was loving it.
1: Yeah. I feel like this book is the new species hitting its stride because Mm -hmm. the one negative I would say about this book is that the kidnapping scenario is very similar to what happened to Trisha in the previous book.
0: Remind me.
1: Well, so Trisha also gets kidnapped by some anti-new species people, and then Slade has to go and kill them. And remember, mm-hmm. they have sex in the woods afterwards. Oh yeah. And so but I will say that otherwise, I do think that the this book just ch- chugged along at such a great pace. The mm-hmm. it starts with a bang and it's so crazy. We always I feel like are very sensitive to consent when we talk about these books. But you know, God help me, for some reason when it comes to the new species, I I give it a pass and I don't know why, but he takes her. He he really takes her and she gets she does eventually get into it, but he does take her. Like, it's he picks her up, takes her to the room, and pretty much forces her to have sex with him.
0: Yeah, I was thinking that, too, because I think in other books, if this exact scenario happened, I'd be like, this is weird, and this is, like, fuzzy with consent. For some reason in this, I did not feel that way at all. And I think by the time, also, they have sex, like, she is into it. And we are also in her point of view, so I don't think there's ambiguity to— whether or not she's into it um the way maybe it would be if we were in his point of view and i was just like yeah it's for some yeah for some reason it did not bother me the way that this would bother me normally and i don't know if it's just because everything in this world is so outlandish that it just there isn't like a huge tether to reality that it makes it easier to just be like Sure, this lion man captured you. You're terrified his dick is too big. You're so small, but you have sex anyway and you're really into it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. It all it all tracks and it's like, you know, Laurent Donner, I think is a very talented writer because she takes these this world that is absolutely cuckoo bananas and manages to tether it to reality but also allows for these things to happen. Uh, which I think is like a tightrope walk that she does really well because it the entire time it's fun like even sort of the peril of when they're kidnapped and they're with these like absolute scumbags you're scared for them but you know it's like watching like the like live action batman from like the 60s where you're like this is scary but I know he's gonna come in and save the day and that's gonna be great you know
1: Yeah, I think also we've become so acclimated to this world and and her writing style and actually like where she'll go with certain Mm -hmm. elements. So the first book, Fury, Fury has sex with the heroine. It's a sadistic thing. It's a revenge thing because she was somebody who worked at the facility that was abusing him. So there was that leeriness that I had with that scene because it was sadistic. It was a power dynamic where this book and with Valiant, there is of course a power dynamic, I think with every sexual encounter, but he just was so heated up and so attracted to her in such an animalistic way. It wasn't sadistic. He wasn't trying to hurt her or shame her. He really was like, I cannot control my animal urges and for whatever reason that really made me squirm i thought that was a super super sexy scene
0: well also i think we're reading these books and you read books about humans spliced with animal dna because you want to also read about like the animal instincts part of them and how that manifests in a person so it's that he gets so turned on by her scent And has it is able to like imprint on her so quickly. It's all like a little bit par for the course. And that's also kind of what I signed up for. That's what I want. I don't Mm -hmm. want this to be, you know, like a simple quiet falling in love. Like, you know, the kiss quotient or something like I'd be like, no, he's a lion man. (laughs) Show me how he's a lion. You know.
1: Exactly. It would be it would be weird or unsatisfying to have a lion man say is this okay what I'm doing? Is this okay? Do you, can we, and in real life, you would want a lion man to maybe do that. But in fantasy, you want the lion man to be the lion man. And I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, plus, I mean, can we talk about, number one, his love of condolingus is mm. to be admired. And the fact that he purrs when he does it and that That's adds sexy. Yes, it adds the extra layer of stimulus that I think puts that over the top. And yeah, I I their sex scenes I thought were really awesome.
0: Well, and also I never felt like uh Tammy was not in control during the sex scenes like obviously he's very domineering and part of it is like that very light bdsm sort of like he can overpower her at any moment but when she says like stop or i don't want to or watch out like he listens to her immediately like it's he doesn't really force her and i think that's part of it too like i never felt like if tammy wanted everything to just stop that it wouldn't just stop so that could be part of it, too, why, like, that it was a little bit more forceful and animalistic. I was never in fear for her, like, safety or her not being listened to. Like, I think he was always very in tune to her and what she was responding to and what she didn't respond to. Um, but the sex was fantastic. And there's so much of it. It's great.
1: Yeah, I, I usually come to these romance novels for the romance more than the sex but with this book i really was super psyched every time they fucked
0: because it was also always there was always an element of yeah him being a lion
1: can we also talk about how he begrudgingly starts using condoms
0: (laughs) that was such a great scene too see that's why i was never like in fear for tammy because also Dr. Norbit shows up. We're so happy to see her. She's five months pregnant. She's looks like she's ready to go. Um, I loved when they showed up and she was like lying about Slade being the father because they need to keep it like a super duper secret and basically tells Tammy that it is possible for her to get pregnant and they've just been like jizzing all over each other for like days at that stage. So he has to wear condoms and it is such a hilarious and perfect scene. I love it.
1: Well, he's so grumpy about it. But then <laughs> the the funny thing is that he runs out into the hallway to get a condom and runs into. Oh, so I think it's Tiger. I might be wrong. Don't 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 at me. And he's he got it. He got some in his wallet, number one. But I as a guy, as a dude there is no more relatable thing than having to ask somebody else for a condom when you need one. Sometimes like that has happened to me before where you're just not expecting. And this is more like college, early twenties. I I'm, I'm fully stocked up now because you know, the pandemic. You're
0: always yeah prepared for any moment when you might just need some, Protected signs.
1: Yeah, like I didn't have canned beans, but I had uh, a forty-eight count of condoms. So when he runs out to get the condom, it's just so funny to me. And then not knowing how to use it, and I love the conversation in this wackadoo book where Tiger and him are talking about the condoms, and he says, "Just tell her you." you don't know how to use it. She'll like it that you're asking. It'll be a fun thing. It's not going to be embarrassing. I think there's a lot of non-communication that makes sex very fraught, and if you're open and honest about it, I think it can be a lot sexier. And the scene where she puts the condom on him is extremely sexy.
0: Oh, totally. yes. And that's also the first time like he ri- uh, she rides him.
1: And she also is- and that's the first time he ever gets a a, a blowjob. Yeah, Yeah. so I think uh, it's so funny. This, this book, I can't... So, The Sex is great. The action, I'll say, is better than the last couple books, only because I feel like it doesn't last too long. There's no extended car crashes and things like that, like there was in the previous book. It just moved at such a great pace we we got to see trisha and slade again they have their baby
0: i we need to talk about that scene
1: this happens while trisha is meeting with tammy she goes into labor and it she's only been pregnant for five months so the gestation period for a new species is a lot shorter they now realize
0: because they have like a healthy baby boy
1: he comes out looking like slade and the name of the baby is forest because they conceived in the woods
0: loved it yeah the whole labor scene it's a great scene of how tammy finds out that Slade is the father because he comes in and i do love a scene of a worried father while uh his wife is like giving birth i don't know why they just tickle me and so that whole scene i thought was fantastic
1: yeah and we and she
0: also has like the fastest delivery for a first child ever because it's about 20 minutes
1: and also great because i didn't want i didn't want 40 pages of of childbirth no offense
0: (laughs) and it was a great way like this series is so good at teasing the next book without it being too much like this is the next book everyone And wrapping up the previous one, because the previous one ended and obviously she hadn't had her baby yet. And I remember being like pissy because I was like, well, I want to see that happen. And somebody told us that, you know, it was in the next book. And this was such a perfect way to conclude the previous story. Um, I loved it. And then we also at the end organically started hinting at Justice's book, which is next.
1: I'm Um, I'm so looking forward to Justice's book. Because justice is mm-hmm. claims to be too busy for love, and I am of the idea that you are never too busy for love.
0: Uh, I feel like I, from Fury, I've had my eye on Justice and been wanting his book, so I am so thrilled. And I keep this morning, I keep being like, should I just download Justice and read it, and then just reread it when we do it together? But I'm gonna save it. I feel like we're gonna be reading Justices. Uh, sooner, We're not going to let this uh, much time lapse between new species ever again.
1: No, we can't. We can't. Because, so Justice is going to end up with the redhead that we met at the end, right? Is that what we're assuming? Yeah, with Jesse. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I double-checked it, and it's true.
1: And then 927, who, let's talk a little bit about 927, who is a new species that was in the facility that was not raided and and they weren't freed so they were continuing experiments on them but they weren't able to make new ones so they were trying to breed the new species that they had in the facility with regular women and 927 was a guy who they had tried to have him breed with two other women beforehand, and he killed them immediately. Mm -hmm. Which, at first, when we see him, because Tammy gets thrown in there, she's terrified, he breaks through this barrier to get to her, sniffs her all over. I'm like, what's going to happen here? And that's one of the reasons why they brought Tammy there, because she had had sex with one of them. So they assumed that he would mount that 927 would mount her because she had already previously been with somebody. And 927 turns out to be a real cool dude and he's trying to protect Tammy, but they they keep pushing him to have sex with her or they're going to kill they're going to kill her. And she asks like, "Well, did you really kill two other people? Is that for real? Did you t- kill these women?" And he said yeah, I had to because I wasn't going to mount them and I knew if they were taken out of this cage, they were going to get sexually abused by other new species and by the people at the facility. And he said, I knew they couldn't handle that. They, I could look at them and I could tell that they weren't strong. So this was the nicest thing I could do for them, which is completely tragic
0: I loved the scenes with her in 927. He was so kind to her and tried to make it seem like he was into wanting to mount her, but without actually doing it, he really respected Valiant, even though he... Like, a character trait about the new species I love is that they, like, don't know how to lie or just don't lie, and... He's like, listen, I think you are really cute. I love your eyes, and I would love to mount you, but I'm not going to because you're claimed by somebody else, and I respect that, but just so you know, like, I'd be into it. And she's like, uh, okay, please don't.
1: Oh, so he also says, though, that if you stay in here any longer, I might not be able to control myself.
0: I know, which is always the threat that's not a threat. It's like, you'll be fine. Um, And he protects her, like... They're trying to speed up the process and, of having them have sex. And he's, they say that they're going to gas the room to take her out if he doesn't do it. And he's like, fine, gas us. Um, we get the greatest piece of exposition in this scene where the men who are keeping them captive tell Tammy that, or maybe it's at some stage, somebody tells Tammy that um, the reason that they're infertile is that their sperm is only able to impregnate someone when they're turned on. And if they're not turned on, then the sperm is basically useless. And I'm like, what great problem solving? And also, how did these people figure that out? It was great. But then, of course, when they come and they rescue her and it's justice and valiant, she... um holds 927's hand as they walk out of the facility just like trying to mother him and take care of him the way that he took care of her um and i thought it was great also in this absolutely cuckoo bananas book how each of the characters had experienced growth because valiant for so long anytime she would like look at somebody for too long or if he, she had a conversation with another man he would get like pissy and angry and literally growl And he sort of learned that it was important for her to hold this other man's hand and act um, friendly towards him and loving towards him, not in a romantic way, but just sort of it was what he needed. And Valiant was able to sort of step back and allow that to happen for the greater good. And I was like, that's such nice (laughs) growth. And it shows sort of how much he loves her and how much he wants to um, pay attention to her needs in a way that I found to be very sweet.
1: Yeah, and I think we we also have a little inkling that 927 is going to hook up with Breeze.
0: I hope that that's a book. We don't find out what 927 chooses as his name.
1: I wonder what it's going to be. But
0: I think, yeah, I would love a book between two new species. I think that would be so interesting.
1: Well, I love how Breeze befriended Tammy and they made Sundays and stuff because some of the so some of the new species can't because they're animals, but well, they're not animals. How dare I? They have they have animal DNA. So some of them can't eat chocolate like a lot of animals can't eat chocolate. So she can, though, and she loves it, which I thought was really, really fun. Mm-hmm. But. Another thing about these books that continues in this one is that everybody knows when you're having sex and (laughs) it was the, it was the same way in Homeland as it is on the reservation. Everybody can hear you have sex and there's a really funny scene. One of the, I think it's like the second time they have sex where a doorbell rings And Valiant says, don't get it. Don't worry about it. They have really, really loud sex. And then there's visitors in the other room. And Tammy goes, why would you let, why would you have loud sex with me when you know people are right in the next room? And he said, I I don't, I mean, it doesn't matter. Most of the new species can hear you down the hall anyway, because we have really great hearing. So it doesn't matter where you go. And there's a character, and I think it probably is Tiger, who mentions that they heard them having sex constantly.
0: I think a few people mention it. Breeze, when she's talking to 927, like at the end, after everything's been rated, she's like, oh, we're all looking forward to when Valiant and Tammy go back to his home because he growls when he comes and she's a screamer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's <laughs> so funny. Yeah, they're
0: like, everyone on two floors can hear them having sex every time they have sex, which Tammy is like, it makes me laugh because she's like embarrassed. She's like, oh, I don't like that everyone can hear me have sex, but that doesn't like slow her down ever for one moment. And I'm like, good on you. Keep it going. Who cares?
1: Does Tammy have a personality?
0: I think so. I mean, the, Tammy doesn't have her own thing going on. Like, basically, she lives in her grandmother's house. But I think it's she's I don't know I think she kind of represents a lot of people who are just like living and don't necessarily have a big goal and are kind of floating along. It seems like she doesn't have much money um, but she wants to be useful and I think she wants to be part of a group and I think once she does come to homeland uh, to re- the reservation it's she really takes to it and wants to be involved with them. Like, you're right. I think a lot of heroines, you know, we're used to reading ones who are like, well, I want to open a shop or I want to be an astronomer. Or, I want to do this. I want to do that. And Taby certainly doesn't have bigger life goals than sort of what ends up happening to her. But also I think that's okay. And I think this also coming after Ellie, who is a scientist and Trisha, who's a doctor, you know what? It, it's it's it really is okay with me that Tammy just sort of wants to have a nice life and raise children and hang around with somebody that she loves. Like
1: that's great. One other thing, real quick, that I think is always funny in these books is that they're really obsessed with press conferences because they've they've had <laughs> press conferences previously. Uh, the new species had to talk about certain issues. And the anti new species people are obsessed with press conferences because the rednecks who at the beginning kidnap Tammy are like, we want to have a press conference with you. And it's like, just do a video on your YouTube channel, dude. Like press conferences don't happen as often as I guess maybe in this world they do. But I always think it's funny that their first reaction is like, we need to do a press conference.
0: Right. Somebody find me a podium. Let's get everyone together. Make it 2 p.m.
1: And since when do fringe groups of racists get to just say, we want a press conference?
0: (laughs) Right, exactly. It's like, yeah, like just ethically, they shouldn't go to that. Journalists shouldn't go.
1: But I thought that was really funny. But otherwise, but I think yeah. these are all the things about this world that it's just part of this world. And it, it's so, so funny. And again, like you said, there. this is like a warm bath. This is like a cozy blanket. Mm-hmm. This is mother's milk for me. The new species, I just, it tickles me to death. And this, I think, was probably my favorite of the three we've read
0: i agree i think yeah this was also my favorite for sure um yeah again like right now i think people are spending a lot of time at home they're spending a lot of time inside if just start the new species because you won't regret it and it's such a fun series and it's so silly but will keep you interested and involved and it's just yeah i this series is great i'm so happy we read this book when we did And I, yeah, I loved it. I can't wait for the next book. It's going to be really fun too.
1: Yes. And uh, so that leads us to the most important question. Would you fuck them?
0: Yes, obviously. I mean, without question. Uh, The fact that he purrs and that his um, tongue is basically like ribbed is fantastic. He sounds super sexy. He sounds like very, like an involved and attentive partner. Yeah, 100% Valiant. And then she seems really cool too. Everyone says she's really attractive, that she has beautiful eyes. So I'm into that too. Let's, yeah, both of them.
1: Yes, of course. I would fuck Valiant in a second. The long golden <laughs> locks, the purring, the fact that his pot, like his hands are rough too, because they have that kind of paw feel to them calloused almost i love mm-hmm. that everything about him and tammy just seemed like down for it too i i loved her taking charge i loved she seemed super sexy so i'd fuck both of them 100
0: uh all right should we do lists
1: you know i love it goodreads list <laughs>
0: Uh, This is on a ton of lists, obviously, as it should be. Um, So I just picked a few. Hot shapeshifter romances. No. He's not a shapeshifter. He stays the same. Uh, Controlling sexy, possessive men.
1: Yes, which I'm usually not a fan of. But you know what? For some reason, Valiant had me. He had me. (laughs) I know all bets are off in the new
0: species. Uh, True alpha males who do not share their women.
1: Yes. But he does learn to share her just a little.
0: Yeah. He lightens up, which is also what you want in these books, too. Like, they start super possessive, and you need them to, like, learn that they need to lighten up. Uh, Romances with forced seduction or rape by hero. I am going to push back on that. I don't think it was forced seduction or rape, but... I also if you feel it was that way I get it but I don't agree
1: I will say it was I'd be more on the level of it was forced seduction Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason like we said earlier this is just this is just our catnip this is the one that we can take the unpopular stance on i think and say it didn't really matter in the context of this world and 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 this book
0: best erotic sci-fi romance Uh, i guess it's
1: it's i guess it's sci-fi but uh, when i think of sci-fi i think of aliens and and things like this but i guess since it's genetic splicing it is science technically so i will give it to them but if i i If I'm thinking sci-fi, I'm I'm not thinking this.
0: I wouldn't call this erotica, but it is like the most erotica-like, I think, of all the books. They have a lot of sex. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. True mates and soulmates.
1: Yes. I do believe that they are meant to be together.
0: Best romance with forced arranged marriage mating bonding.
1: Again, I don't think forced... I mean, the initial thing is he does take her, pick her up, take her to his room, and then have sex with her. But then, as soon as they have sex, she is really into being with him. Even Mm -hmm. though he is a little bit more forceful about, you're mine, you'll never leave me, but then she comes around to what that means for her as uh, in a loyalty sense as well, and that he would never hurt her. So I don't know. It, again, eye of the beholder, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, erotic in romance is men, vamps, and alien males with endowed and unique penises.
1: He does not have a unique penis other than it's large because he does not not. When they have sex, they don't no. get stuck together. He just, it's, everything is normal except for the sperm only being potent if he's attracted to the person. So I, I don't think there's a unique penis here. Other than, I mean, it's a lion I, man's penis, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, it's large, but I don't think other than that it's necessarily unique.
1: People are missing it with these lists, man.
0: I know best adult urban fantasy fantasy and paranormal romance
1: okay I'm just I can't push back on everyone but I, I this I don't think is paranormal either yeah so well, well
0: if it's not sci-fi it's not fantasy it's not paranormal what would you you what would you call it
1: it's unclassifiable Un <laughs> unclassifiable is what I call it
0: a league in its own exactly
1: a class by itself <laughs>
0: Uh, petite heroine big hero yes
1: she talks about how she is half of him
0: and she is because she's five three he's six six she's 130 pounds and he's 260 Mm -hmm. so yeah um head over heels heroes who fall first and hard for their heroine
1: yes he definitely goes nuts over her
0: Uh, so you love a bad boy or tortured hero He's both, I would say. He's not necessarily a bad boy. He was definitely tortured.
1: But you know what? It's actually kind of in the background how tortured he is. He doesn't... We don't get as much of that as we did in the other books, but I think it's because it's the third in the series and we already know the, the kind of abuse that they suffered and it doesn't need to be mm-hmm. gone over again. It's. It would be just kind of, I think, torture porn at this point to mention the kind of abuse that they had to deal with
0: yeah i think fury that it was the most there which makes sense it was the first book genetically engineered super soldiers hybrids cyborgs and mutants
1: yes so that when you are asking me what these books are that's what these books are hybrids hybrids genetically modified because they were supposed to be super soldiers they're not cyborgs but that's okay because it's just a one of the many things that could be on that list, but this is the list that the new species belongs on. So whoever created that list and put the new species on it, you know what you're doing. I applaud you.
0: Here's one of your favorite lists. Yes. Monogamy is DNA. Monogamy is genetic and impossible to avoid in romance novels.
1: (laughs) Um... (laughs) yeah i mean it belongs Everyone on that list that but
0: list is was going through something
1: that could not even yeah it's that if, if you are the person who made that list please email us
0: we want to know what was going on um sweetest alpha heroes
1: he is a sweetheart
0: books with hottest sex
1: yes a hundred percent a thousand percent
0: cat shifters feline aliens and cat companions
1: cat companions i will give them so it can stay on the list
0: yeah uh perfect where cat books
1: how is perfect spelled
0: p-u-r-r-f-e-c-t
1: then keep it on the list baby
0: (laughs) books with boys that make you swoon
1: yes i liked valiant and i don't like possessive guys
0: yeah, there was something about him that was really sweet. I think anytime you see someone who's tough and they're, like, felted by the heroine, you always sort of feel for him. Derek Craven-esque. Characters we wish existed.
1: Yeah, I kind of I kind of wish Valiant existed.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't want, like, the way that they were created is horrific, but it would be wild if they existed. Yeah, I think it's funny. No pun intended.
1: Yeah, the the existential crisis that the humans go through when the new species come out in public is interesting to me cuz I wonder if I would have the same if I would not the same reaction obviously, but what my reaction would be because I don't think they're tr- they're not trying to replace us. They just want to no. live with us and they are a separate nation which is cool and which is awesome at the end when the scumbags that were torturing the new species in 927 say we want full immunity if we tell you what we know and justice says yeah you'll have full immunity for the human law yeah sure we'll do that (laughs) and then tammy's all pissed and valiant goes No, what he's doing is saying, yeah, they're not going to go to jail, but then we could do whatever the fuck we want to them. And I was so into that.
0: Yeah, that was great. Um, Best beta hero of PNR, SFR, and fantasy romance.
1: No, I would say he's not a beta. I would say he is an alpha.
0: I agree. Intelligent erotica with a real storyline.
1: Yeah, like you said, it's the closest to erotica that the books have been. So I will say, keep it on the list because it it definitely is erotic, but I, I wouldn't call it erotica.
0: Like erotica seems to be, and again, we're like still working through what we think, what is erotica, what is romance. Erotica, I've heard people explain like that sex is the central driving thing. And this is a lot of sex and they have a lot of sex and we watch a lot of sex, but I don't I still think that the relationship is more the central thing that we're following um, than necessarily just sex. So I would say, yeah, this is an erotic romance, but not erotica.
1: Yes, the romance is very strong still in this.
0: And then finally, books that should be made into movies.
1: I would say books that should be made into television series. But I will give yes. it, yes, it needs to be on the screen. And the only people mm-hmm. that are capable of adapting it is me and you.
0: Yes. Yes. So if any like producers are listening <laughs> and you're looking for a new blockbuster project, we don't have the rights to this and we would need to explain to Lauren who we are, but I think we could make it happen.
1: Listen, nothing-
0: It would be amazing.
1: Nothing has taken the place of Game of Thrones yet. It's Westworld Mm -hmm. hasn't the, what are the, what are these other pretenders to the throne? You know, all these, all these ones that have come out since they're, they're not doing it. You need the new species. You need to pull out the big guns. This is going to be the thing that people watch day and date they're gonna sit down with their popcorn, they're gonna turn on HBO, and they're gonna watch the new species. That's just the way it is. Oh, yeah. You want some,
0: uh, yeah, appointment television? People aren't gonna to wait to stream this. They're gonna be purchasing Netflix or HBO accounts, and they're gonna be like, when this goes live, I need to be there for it because it's gonna be amazing. It has literally everything that you could ever want in a show.
1: You want HBO Max to start with a bang. Yeah, the Friends reunion show, that's going to be whatever. But, you know, they're just going to be talking about clips. They're not actually going to be playing those characters. You need something that's really going to get people hard for your service. And that is where the new species comes in. Put this on the fast track. I know, of course, it's going to be a couple months before we can start shooting. But still, we can write the scripts now. We have time.
0: Oh, we have nothing but time and nothing but love for new species, so we will make this happen so quickly. What are your tropes?
1: Hero imprints on heroin. Possessive hero. Heroine who really goes with the flow. Because Tammy, Shasta just does whatever is, like she's given an, uh, a a scenario and she just goes with it interspecies sex and extreme bigots because the bigots that are against (laughs) the new species are extreme yeah but i guess most bigots are extreme it's very hard to be a casual or light bigot (laughs) yeah i'd say i'm a bigot but you know what i'm not i don't get like tensed up about it Aaron, what are your tropes
0: all right i have a uh, genetically altered hero insta love because he falls in love with her the second he looks at her it smells her immediate sex slash possession controlling hero poor heroine, small heroine, morning sex he wakes her up with his dick and it's great uh lots of sex uh is kidnapped constantly um smells hero is intoxicated by the heroine scent Uh, she's constantly guarded found family because that's sort of what new species is um and then finally so sarah McLean of all of your favorite books and the podcast faded mates uh talks about a trope that she loves all the time called he's poison to everyone but her and i would say that's this book like everyone is terrified of valiant even the new species she shows up and she is not really ever particularly afraid of him after the beginning um And he is really kind to her in a way that he isn't to other people and he's grumpy to other people, but kind to her. So I would say that this, I mean, listen, if Sarah wants to weigh in, but I would say this is that trope as well, which is a really a great trope. All right, Clayton. So what has you swooning this week?
1: Again, since we're all trapped inside, we've been consuming a lot of content And I'm trying to figure out the one thing that I love the most. And it was actually a live stream, a series of live streams done by Ben Gibbard, who is the lead singer of Death Cab for Cutie, also (laughs) uh, a member of Postal Service. He's one of the duo that is Postal Service. And he is doing these live streams from his home. Now, by the time this comes out, he's going to be done doing daily live streams. But he was doing daily live streams for about two weeks. And I forgot how much I really love Death Cab for Cutie. And they have an album that came out when I was in college called Transatlanticism. And he's been playing a lot of songs from that album acoustically just to a webcam. And he plays on piano and takes requests, and does Q&A, and there's something about those songs that they really just got to me, and I think it is what's going on in the world, and that was such a different time in my life, 2003, so it just brought me back to, I wouldn't say a great time, because I did not really love my college experience, but it, it those those songs are in my DNA almost. You can find the archives of the streams at Death Cab for Cutie on YouTube. And I don't know if he's going to be doing occasional ones now, but the ones that he did the past couple weeks were really, really great. So I would say pop in and check out any of those. So that's my swoon.
0: Nice.
1: Aaron. Aaron. What has you swooning this week?
0: Yeah, so I don't have a specific thing, but I thought I'll just go through some of the books I've been reading and movies I've been watching, series, and you know, in case you're looking for something, this is just like a bunch of stuff. Um, so I read Susan Elizabeth Phillips. I had never read her before. She's a romance author. I read Nobody's Baby But Mine and Kiss an Angel because those were just two books that I felt like always come up for me and I always see and I'm intrigued and don't have the chance to read. So I read them both and they were both very nineties, very specifically nineties in like the food they were eating and what they were wearing, but ultimately super enjoyable. So if you haven't read her, she's great. Um, I watched two great series on PBS, uh, the PBS Explorer app. Uh, I just got that on Apple TV. I thought it was going to be like another expensive thing, but it's by donation. So if you don't have it, it's 100% worth it to get it. Uh, I watched uh, Sanditon, which is a beautiful uh, series. And it is based on the last unfinished novel of Jane Austen. So it was really fun because sort of Jane put down the cast of characters, but different people have been picking it up and either finishing the book or like this doing the series. Um, Unfortunately, it was canceled in a cliffhanger, which is awful. And I hope they do end up bringing it back. Uh, and then I also watched Beecham House, which is a series created by the uh, woman who directed Bend and Malik Beckham. It takes place in 1795 in uh, Delhi in India, and it's about uh, sort of the blending of uh, Indian and the UK during that time. And I thought that was beautifully shot and a beautiful, um, beautiful people, great series if you're looking for a series for there as well. Um and then every night producer Patty and I have been sitting down and watching a different movie that either like we watched once you don't really remember. Uh but we just watched uh The Talented Mr. Ripley, which was is a fantastic, stylish, funny movie. Uh that if you maybe you saw when it came out or you haven't seen it is a really fun one to watch. Um, And then we rewatched my absolute favorite movie of all time, When Harry Met Sally, which 100% holds up and is still so funny and delightful. So that's a little bit of what I've been reading and watching um, basically just this past week. So yeah, if you watch or read any of those, let me know. I love to hear about it. And I love discussing all those things. So you can always just uh, message us or email us.
1: Nice. Yeah, so I've I've been watching a lot of rom-coms but not well-loved rom-coms so i watched the fairly brothers remake of the heartbreak kid which starred ben stiller and michelle monaghan and it's not a good movie by any stretch but there's something about (laughs) michelle monaghan that i am so infatuated with her in this movie and she has such a great natural presence i would say she's akin to someone like katherine keener who i also very much like in movies because of their naturalistic acting style they just feel like they're a normal person just hanging out on screen and you're watching them and i watched that movie i also watched the friends with benefits with mila kunis and justin timberlake have you seen that movie
0: course i've seen that movie yes again not good but great
1: that's that's a perfect thing is like it's not good but it's great it's exactly what yeah. i need right now but it's weird because i'm going between those movies and then watching a lot of 90s indie movies like wit stillman stuff and neil Le- LeBute real kind of talky excavations of young people and going back and forth and then watching a lot of Curb Your Enthusiasm as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. Curb is always good. It's always a good go-to.
1: If you have any recommendations for not good, but great rom-coms, please email us. And I, cause I, I'm trying to watch a ton of them because I love rom-coms no matter what, but I've seen all of the the big ones. And so I need some deep cuts. Mm -hmm. I also recently rewatched The Truth About Cats and Dogs, which again...
0: (gasps) That's a great, but great. Well, That's such a good one.
1: Janine Garofalo, that is such a star turn for her. And if I didn't already love Janine Garofalo, she's so likable as that character. And I know she has come out and said that she actually doesn't like that movie and thinks that it's kind of... Whitewashed, uh, treacly mess at this point. But I will say, in these times, watching her on screen, it was just like really helpful for me.
0: She's great. Uma Thurman is so delightful in that movie as well. And Ben Chaplin, who is not around as much as I would like him to be, is, I think, is great too. It's like a reverse Serena de Bergerac. Um, yeah, I loved that movie when it came out, and I'm probably going to make producer Patty watch it in the next few days anyway.
1: I don't think he'll be upset watching Jeannie Garofalo.
0: Oh, no. it's For him, I think it's her and Julie Louis-Dreyfus that he'll never complain about either of them.
1: Oh, JLD. She's she's great.
0: Yeah. So let us know also what you've been watching, what you've been enjoying, um, what you've been reading. Uh you can always email us at learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Twitter at Learning Tropes, on Instagram at Learning the Tropes. Um, and then also you can always find us at the, the Facebook group, the Learning the Tropes Troop. If you're in there, let's st- we'll start a thread about what you're reading, what you're watching, what you're listening to during this time. I think it'll be really helpful. I think everyone is like really hungry for content either like older stuff that just makes you feel good or newer stuff to get into. Um, But everyone has another reason to join the troupe and Clayton, why don't you let us know what it is?
1: Well, I thought we would do something a little different to pick this month's books because like we said, a lot of people are at home. A lot of people are interacting virtually on the internet. So what we proposed was that we were going to have voting for the books that we read each week. So, what we're going to do is we're going to put a poll up on the troop. We're going to pick two books, put them head to head, and then the troopers will get to vote, and the book that gets the most votes is going to be the book that we read for that week. So, if you're listening to this right now, the poll is already going to be up. So, we'll probably, since this is going to come out Wednesday morning, I say, and Aaron, if you agree with this, we'll give you to the end of the day Wednesday to vote, and then that way we have time to read the book before we do our next recording. So, but the only way you're going to be able to vote for this is if you join the Facebook troupe, and that's just a way because it's easier than going from all the different platforms and trying to add a bunch of votes from different areas this is the simplest way to do it so also we want people to engage in 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 and join the troop with us so it's a it's a motivation for that too but i thought that'd be really fun to get have two books go head to head and we're going to be doing that for all of april and i think this will be fun We'll see how it goes. I think it's going to be cool. I always like when I have a little bit of a voice in things. So, and, you know, you got to get out there and vote. And for this, you don't have to get out anywhere. You could just stay in and vote, which is how it should be.
0: Yeah. So the first book is going to be Kristen Callahan's Fall. It's part of the VIP series. So it's a rock star romance. Um, And then the other book is like an old school romance, a medieval romance. And it is Elizabeth Lowell's Forbidden. So... We will have more about both of those books in The Troop, like Clayton mentioned, um, and go ahead, join us there, and then vote for what you want to hear next week. Please make sure rate, review, subscribe. It's how people find us. We really appreciate it. You guys have been great at doing that. Um... And if you just have a few moments and want to write us a little review, um, give us five stars if you feel like we've earned it. Uh, it would be wonderful and we would so appreciate it. And then finally, learning the tropes is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you love at frolic.media backslash podcast. All right, everybody. See you next week.
1: Bye. Stay safe.